This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, the scramble to avoid a financial crisis. President Biden tries to assure the country that the banking system is safe. What you can do to protect your money. Here are tonight's top headlines. I didn't have much sleep last night. Worried customers race to the bank after the largest financial failure since 2008. Your deposits will be there when you need them. Millions of people in California are bracing for another severe storm this evening. Nor'easter is expected to bring heavy snow, rain, and gusty winds to parts of the Northeast tonight. Hundreds try to storm the border as the search for missing migrants off the coast of San Diego is called off. South Korean and American troops begin 11 days of joint military drills. They come just as North Korea test-fired two strategic cruise missiles from a submarine. It's hard to know how many Ukrainian soldiers have been killed in this war. The government just won't say. But in Bakhmut, it's estimated hundreds are killed or injured every day. And a historic night on Hollywood's biggest stage. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Good evening, and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Well, tonight, tens of millions of Americans across the Northeast are in the path of a powerful nor'easter that is expected to bring heavy snow, strong winds, and dangerous travel conditions. Also, some widespread power outages, so we'll have a forecast in just a moment. 
Also tonight, a note found in the bathroom of a United flight warning about a bomb on board. We'll tell you about the threat and the emergency landing. But first, new questions about how one of America's bigger banks failed and what's being done to avoid contagion, even after a second bank collapsed last night. CBS News has learned that Silicon Valley Bank was operating without a chief risk officer for months, while the Fed tonight promising a swift review of the oversight of SVB. Fear also spreading from Wall Street to Main Street. Look at this. Trading was halted on at least 20 regional banks after shares fell by as much as 80 percent. President Biden speaking this morning before Wall Street opened, tried to urge calm, but he also took aim at the Trump administration for rolling back Dodd-Frank banking safety requirements. And after his address to the nation, the president flew to San Diego, and that's where we find CBS's Ed O'Keefe. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. The quick steps taken by federal officials were designed to reassure Americans about the strength of the economy, even in the wake of those two bank failures. The hope is that the collapse is contained and doesn't set off a wider crisis. President Biden today calling for calm. Americans can rest assured that our banking system is safe. Your deposits are safe. The federal government stepped in overnight, backstopping the failed banks in California and New York, but worries persist that other smaller regional banks also could have similar issues. Several were battered in early trading today. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger says Americans shouldn't overreact. If you have an account at one of these small or medium-sized banks that has really started to grab some headlines, it doesn't mean you should move out. You're okay. If you see the stock being halted, if you see stock prices go down, that's not your money. That is the investment community's money. Outside Silicon Valley Bank's main branch today in Santa Clara, we're here to protect you guys. Federal officials greeted bank customers lined up to get access to their money. CBS's Errol Barnett is there. SVB customers tell me what frustrates them is the lack of clarity on exactly how much money they'll have access to and when. This line has been growing since before the bank opened this morning, some traveling from as far as Australia. Federal regulators say customers will have access to all of their funds. This man tells CBS News his life savings are in the bank. They were entrusted with watching our money and they didn't do a very good job of it and that could cause people a lot of lot of problems. SVP had more than $200 billion in assets with investments in long-term treasury bonds whose value plummeted as interest rates went up, causing the run on the bank. Exposed were companies like Roku, Pinterest, and Roblox, but also small family-owned businesses like StrongSuit in Ohio with 15 employees run by Lindsay Michaelides. We're getting access to the capital that we have in, in SVP today, and we're already taking action to, to move those dollars, and we're being very thoughtful about the the types of partners that we want to work with moving forward. One group that won't be getting any relief, executives of the failed banks and their investors. They knowingly took a risk, and when the risk didn't pay off, investors lose their money. That's how capitalism works. But some lawmakers like progressives Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are criticizing the federal bank relief, saying it's a direct result of changes made during the Trump administration to loosen regulations on these smaller regional banks. Members of both parties say they're monitoring the situation closely and will be proposing changes to ensure something like this doesn't happen again. Nora? Ed Ed O'Keefe, thank you so much. 
Let's turn now to that dangerous late winter nor'easter. New York's governor declaring a state of emergency and tonight activating the National Guard because some areas could get up to 18 inches of snow. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Another powerful storm will be moving into the West Coast and a developing nor'easter. This major storm will have multiple threats with it. Heavy, wet snow, very strong winds that could be blowing to stronger than 60 miles an hour could lead to long-lasting widespread power outages. This storm is going to be long-lasting as well. Getting going tonight and going through much of the day tomorrow. Where there is snow, it is going to be heavy and wet at the coast. Most strong winds could lead to coastal flooding and beach erosion. The big issue on the West Coast with the next one once again will be flooding. A rare high risk has been issued for life-threatening flooding, Nora, going into the next couple of days. All right, Chris, thank you so much. Millions in California are still recovering from last week's flooding and are now bracing for another severe storm. CBS's Carter Evans is in Monterey County, where a levee breach forced thousands to evacuate. Storm after storm has caused catastrophic damage. The town of Pajaro remains underwater after torrential rain and a levee breach. My worst fear happened. It happened. And and now you see what the devastation can do. This is as bad as it gets. The region's now poised for several more inches of rain that could hit starting tonight. This as rivers keep rising well above flood stage. A key highway near Monterey shut down. And a rock slide closed this highway near Big Sur. The storms are also dealing a major blow to agriculture. Many here are farm workers. The area called the salad bowl of the world exports more than $3 billion worth of fruits and vegetables each year. Now there's crop damage and possible job losses. It's going to be hard. This is thousands have been forced to evacuate. More than 200 have been rescued. Copy, we got it. We got visual. Including this man trapped by the swollen Salinas River. On Friday, floodwaters raced through the town of Springville. They've now receded to reveal ruin. How much water did you have in the house? You can see, you can see where it came up. Crystal McGee says she and her husband had no warning. They barely got out. And now? You don't know if help's on the way? I I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Tonight, the focus turns from the floods to the rain again. There's no way to stop it from flooding again. Uh, no, I mean, we, we can ask for prayers because Mother Nature is controlling what is happening to this community right now. And there are still some people in flooded homes here who don't want to evacuate. They plan to stick it out through the next storm. And flooding still is a major threat with more rain melting all that mountain snow. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you very much. Also in California, emergency crews today called off the search for at least seven missing migrants when their boats sank off the coast of San Diego over the weekend. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports eight others were killed during the suspected human smuggling operation. Two boats carrying almost two dozen migrants tried to illegally land on the San Diego shore on Saturday night. One of the boats capsized in the choppy water and foggy conditions of Black's Beach. Helicopters and boats later found the bodies of at least eight migrants. This is one of the worst maritime smuggling tragedies that I can think of in California, certainly here in the city of San Diego. Thirteen migrants have died this year trying to cross by sea, more than doubling last year's numbers. In Texas over the weekend, hundreds of migrants frustrated by the asylum process rushed towards a point of entry in El Paso. 
Mexican police and border patrol officers, some in riot gear, confronted the mostly Venezuelan migrants. Concrete barriers were set up to keep the group back. The rush was fueled by a false rumor that the U.S. government was accepting asylum applications. I am alone. We are alone here. We have been robbed and extorted, and we have no answer. We just want to get in to have a future and help our families, nothing else. The number of migrants being apprehended has dropped in recent months. CBP processed roughly 130,000 migrants in February, down 40 percent from a peak in December. In San Diego, officials don't know what caused that boat to capsize. Now, it's worth noting that since 2017, there's been a nearly 800 percent increase in human trafficking in the Southern California coastal region. Nora? That's quite an increase. Omar Villafranca, thank you so much. Tonight, prosecutors are nearing a decision on whether to indict former President Donald Trump over his role in the hush money payments to a former porn star prior to the 2016 election. We get more now from CBS's Robert Costa. Overshadowing former President Trump's trip today to the early voting state of Iowa, a possible indictment. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, testified for three hours before a grand jury in Manhattan, where prosecutors are investigating hush money payments Cohen says he made on Trump's behalf to former adult film star Stormy Daniels during the 2016 campaign. He needs to be held accountable for his dirty deeds. An attorney for Trump says he will not accept an invitation to appear before the grand jury and maintains the hush money payments were legal. He made this with personal funds to prevent something coming out false but embarrassing to himself, his family's young son. That's not a campaign finance violation. The grand jury has also heard from former Trump aides Hope Hicks and Kellyanne Conway. And experts say Cohen's appearance is a sign a Trump indictment could come as early as this week. The DA's office knows what they're charging. They know what they're doing. So I would expect in a matter of days, we're going to see an indictment. One Republican rival has urged Trump to quit the race if he's indicted. Another, his former vice president, Mike Pence, spoke out against Trump over the weekend, calling his words on January 6 reckless and saying history will hold him accountable. Speaking to reporters today, Trump responded to Pence's sharp criticism and falsely blamed Pence for what unfolded on January 6. He also played down Pence's threat as a possible challenger, calling him a nice man who's trying very hard. I feel like the campaign's already underway. Robert Costa, thank you so much. President Biden tonight joined the leaders of the United Kingdom and Australia in San Diego to announce a deal to provide the Australian military with nuclear-powered attack submarines. The agreement is Australia's largest single investment in its national defense in history, and it is considered a major step in countering China's military buildup in the region. There are reports tonight that the International Criminal Court is set to bring the first war crimes charges linked to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Both sides, meanwhile, are taking heavy losses in the fight for the city of Bakhmut, one of several battles that Ukraine's president today suggested could determine his country's future. Here's CBS's MTS Tayeb. Ukrainian forces are fighting with all their might. As Russian soldiers and mercenaries try to close in on Bakhmut. But CBS News has learned they haven't gained any new ground in the eastern city within the last 24 hours. With Ukraine claiming to have killed more than 1,100 Russians in the past few days alone. 
As Kyiv continues to send in reinforcements, the remains of Ukrainian soldiers are seen still lying where they were killed. Across Ukraine, cemeteries are now full of fluttering flags. The iconic blue and yellow, a symbol of national pride, and now sacrifice. It's hard to know how many Ukrainian soldiers have been killed in this war. The government just won't say. But in Bakhmut, it's estimated hundreds are killed or injured every day. In the heart of the capital, Kyiv, the funeral of a father and son killed together while defending Bakhmut. Ole and Mikita Kimbuik. Ole's brother, Yuri, says... My brother covered his son with his own body. He did it to protect him from shrapnel. A father's ultimate sacrifice for his son on the front line, as Ukraine braces itself for even more death. Now, despite the heavy losses in Bakhmut, a U.S. official tells CBS News that Moscow is able to replace its soldiers as fast as it's losing them. Nora. MTS Tayab, thank you. Tonight, we learned the Republican leader in the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell, won't return to work this week and couldn't spend up to two weeks in inpatient rehab. The Kentucky senator was released from the hospital today, five days after suffering a concussion when he tripped and fell. His spokesman revealed today that doctors discovered over the weekend that the 81-year-old also has a minor rib fracture. Federal officials are investigating a bomb scare aboard a United Airlines flight. We'll have the details next. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tonight, federal authorities are investigating a bomb threat aboard a United Airlines flight that shut down the airport in Burlington, Vermont, for several hours Sunday night. A threatening note was found in the bathroom of the plane about 20 minutes before landing. Officers and bomb-sniffing dogs searched the plane, which took off from Newark, New Jersey, with 75 people on board, and they found no explosives. In tonight's Health Watch, a new CDC study finds an alarming racial disparity in infant deaths. Black babies experience the highest rate of sudden unexpected deaths in 2020, dying at almost three times the rate of white infants. The causes of the rise in sleep-related deaths among black infants are unclear, but it coincided with the start of the COVID pandemic, which hit black communities especially hard. Lawyers for Tiger Woods have responded to two lawsuits brought by the golf great's ex-girlfriend. That's coming up.
Tonight, an ISIS-inspired terrorist who killed eight people on a bike path in New York City is facing life in prison after a federal jury couldn't agree to the death penalty. The 35-year-old from Uzbekistan plowed into people on Halloween 2017 in a rented truck. In addition to those killed, about a dozen were wounded. Lawyers for Tiger Woods have responded to two lawsuits filed by the golf legend's ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman. In court papers, they shoot down Herman's claim in her $30 million lawsuit that Woods broke a verbal agreement that allowed her to live with him. Woods' lawyers say the couple never had any such agreement. Herman is also asking a judge to remove her from a non-disclosure agreement, suggesting that she's a victim of sexual assault or harassment. Woods' lawyer denies that, saying she is only a, quote, jilted ex-girlfriend. History was the big winner at last night's Academy Awards. We'll have the new details. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The 95th Academy Awards was a night of historic firsts and emotional speeches. Entertainment Tonight's co-host Kevin Frazier has the highlights of Hollywood's biggest night. Everything, everywhere, all at once perfectly describes Oscar night for this year's best picture. The trippy film about life in the multiverse won seven awards, including three for acting. Michelle Yeoh. Its 60-year-old star, Michelle Yeoh, became the first Asian woman to win Best Actress. Ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. Her co-star, Jamie Lee Curtis, nabbed Best Supporting Actress. She honored her legendary parents, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. My mother and my father were both nominated for Oscars in different categories. I just won an Oscar. Everything Everywhere's Kiwi Kwan won Best Supporting Actor. The childhood star has come a long way since fleeing Vietnam as a kid and living in a refugee camp. To all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. Kwan's co-star in the 90s teen comedy Encino Man, Brendan Fraser, also saw years of struggle finally pay off. He won Best Actor for his moving portrayal in The Whale. But still on the minds of many, last year's onstage slap. That's why host Jimmy Kimmel hit it head on. You're going to have to do battle with Michelle Yeoh before you get to me. And pop music's top artists, Lady Gaga and Rihanna, perform their nominated songs. Kevin Frazier for CBS News, Hollywood. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in Washington. Good night.
the Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>